we're live. Welcome to the Line Brawl Podcast, everybody. I am, as usual, your co-host, Chris Smith. Joining me is James Gantis. James, we've got a very, very fun this episode is today. This is the best I've felt in years. I mean, it's not every day that the Leafs fans just get put in their place. They were talking just mountain, mountains of shit. And now they've lost. You know why? Because they have a bad team. I'll say it. No, no heart. Ah, oh, they showed why the Habs are the better team. They showed why Cal Dubas, more like dumbass, nerd boy behind the computer, doesn't know what he's doing. Assem- he assembled a weak team, and uh, we exposed them. Chris, what do you think? I think this is the biggest collapse they've had in a like, this is, modern era. This is the most pathetic thing I'm thinking of been the through. other ones. I'm thinking of the other ones and, you know, the collapses that they've had. You know, they've been against Boston, and at the same time, that is because Boston's just, like, an excellent team. And they have, like, crazy resiliency, and, like, they're able to... Same thing, like, Game 7, you know, they lost to Washington. Washington I was believe, a great like, team. Like, that yeah. last couple series. Washington was a great team. Like, this was the first time that the Leafs were overwhelming <laughs> favorites. Overwhelming The Habs favorites. aren't that good of a team, <laughs> and they lost to them. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what they said. It's just like, everyone is just like, I mean, this is just great news for Winnipeg. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Because I've never, ex- like, it really is just something that people are having a hard time explaining because it's like, what do you do when an issue, it's a team issue and all that it is, it's between the ears. That's yeah. it. I feel because <clears throat> this is not a bad team. Right. So it's like, where is this coming from? I like, it's unexplainable yeah. almost. You think about like, do you remember, like, I don't know if you've seen any of the exit interviews, but it's a guy like, first of all, I actually am really f- fucking pissed off. Because I was looking on some Toronto Reddit threads, <laughs> you know, people are blaming. Uh, there's a group of people blaming Jack Campbell for like that first no. soft goal. Jack Campbell Not... had a better save percentage this series than Carey Price did. No, none of the smart fans are are blaming. Uh, Jack Campbell, so we're not even going to get into those guys. It's not Jack Campbell's fault. Jack Campbell played a great series. You want to know how it's a between-the-ears issue? This is one of the craziest stats I've ever seen. It's not a, like, a, it's not a, like, a crazy, impressive one. It's, a, it's Mitch Marner, because I know that he's, he's, like, hot seat guy number one at this point, yeah. right? Mitch Marner has taken... In our, in, first of all, he hasn't scored in 17 playoff games. Like since since, since signing all, the contract. First of all, we know we all know that. Here's another one that we're talking about because like the puck over the glass has always been something that's really fascinated me. Mitch Marner has taken six penalties in this entire playoff career. One of them was against the series in Washington, where it was a tripping penalty. The other five are puck over the glass. He's got the yips. He's got the yips, and it's so crazy because I mean I don't know how much you used to watch him when he was in the O, but when he was in London, when he was in the London Knights, this guy was a winner, right? And that's how you know that it's an almost like an organizational thing because it's like the London Knights, which is like this prolific OHL organization that continues like has this culture of winning. Like the Hunters have done a great job there, and then you take him and put him in this environment, and <clears throat> he's he he actually looks like a frightened child. Yeah, I mean. I I love going through the the Leafs Reddit, especially after a big loss, and they were they were mean to 
to old Mitchy. <laughs> I felt bad. I usually, I usually am like, I think it's all funny, but like they were mean to Mitch. Someone was like, can someone link me that video of Mitch's dad yelling at him? <laughs> and it's, and it's a video of Mitch Marner's dad at like a tournament when he's 12 years old being like, Mitch, you put like shit. You, you come here. And he's like, on the ice, like Mitch is on the ice, he's like, look at me in the eyes. Don't you fucking lollygag like that, you skate. <laughs> and it shows Mitch after just like dragging his shoulders. Like, man, Mitch is just taking shit his whole life from his dad, now from the fans. It's a tough one. I also love how much, com- like, how common knowledge it is that like every NHL fan knows. Like, oh, Mitch Marner's dad is an absolute psycho. Like, he is an yeah. insane person. <laughs> and it's yeah. just like, you get, you better believe that, like, He's probably not even concerned about the Leafs media. He just, like, every time he flips a puck over the glass, you know he's getting a phone call that night by Daddy Marner. Yeah. Oh, my God. Just laying like, into him. I was just talking about it. Like, So the main reason people hate Mitch Warner is just because the contract, and not just the contract, the fact that he held out for more than that. And you have to think that was his dad behind it. Like, telling him, like, hey, know your worth. Like, yep. you're worth this much. I'm not. You're not going to be, like, you have to be the top five most high-paid player in the league which is that isn't he he's like up there fuck he's gotta be yeah well because i mean it's him and matthews you know they did that thing where you know they would likely have been in the top 10 by now had obviously a massive pandemic happened and a flat cap is gonna happen for the next five yeah no one's gonna get paid in the double digits for at least five years you know like it's not happening yeah um unless yeah no you're, you're totally right. There's no, it's like 88 uh, million would be like the cap. Like you can't, that's 11, 11 million is one eighth of your salary cap. I just never understood his contract comparables. Like to me, his contract comparable was Johnny Goudreau, but the Leafs media was saying it was Miko Rantanen. Who the fuck would you rather have on your team between Miko Rantanen, who's six foot four and has an absolute cannon yeah. or Mitch Marner who disappears? Like, it's yeah. not even close. Well, Miko Rantanen, it's like you said, this guy is produced, like, consistently, right? Like, I've been watching him. I mean, I don't... Th- I, they beat them. They beat Vegas 7-1 game one, and I'm just kind of like, I don't think I've ever seen Vegas lose, like, that badly, ever. Oh, they got slaughtered. You know? And did you see Reeves' nine-minute penalty? <laughs> yeah, that was so fun I, I didn't actually that's it's, it's always fun when you watch a sport for as long as we have and you just like learn something new like oh i didn't know oh. that was possible like I, at all Dude, i feel like i've seen a seven minute penalty like once a nine minute penalty i've never seen in my life like the refs you should just like bounce it out bounce out the penalties more than that Anyways, i was literally... go back to the habs and the leafs yeah um I mean, it's an ultimate collapse, and it's like you said. I mean, I don't. I know people like to blame Mitch Marner, or Austin Matthews for their contracts. It's like Dubas could have been like, no, you know, like you know, what were they gonna do? Yeah. Who was gonna pay them eleven and a half million? This is what. Who are you outbidding? Who are you, who's gonna do that? Right? Like, who has eleven no, million would... in cap space? Right? This is what I don't understand. Even if they were to hold out. Who's giving Mitch Marner eleven million dollars after one ninety-point season? I mean, maybe we've seen a lot of we've seen a lot of teams overpay for uh, just to make sure that they get the the yeah. free agent. But like, think but, about it, man. Like, they're, the, yeah. think about the offer sheets that would even take to get Mitch Marner off the Maple Leafs. You know what I mean? It's oh, like it would have yeah, would have costed like yeah, would have been like yeah, literally three first round picks at least, and then uh, yeah, you. I just don't. Get These it. are RFAs. Who are you competing with? You know, this yeah. is like uh, it's really just like 
you know, you're the only room to negotiate in, and you still lost. Like, you lost against your... Uh, it's the same thing, right? This is just what's so frustrating about them, is that, like, they understand that they're in a salary cap era, but they're still spending like they're, like, the Yankees, or that there is no salary cap. Like, you guys are out of your mind. It doesn't matter if it's, like, performance bonuses or, like, salary bonuses. It counts against the cap, and now you have... It's like you said, you had a fourth line of geriatrics... Right, like I did. I didn't know also that Jason Spezza was the best player on the Toronto Maple Leafs. He he literally was like Game Six, Game Seven. He was their best player, yeah. um, especially Game Six. What a, that man! So they pay a first round to get Felino. I'm not really gonna blame Felino. He looked injured out there, and but he's not coming back that, probably. He, oh, for sure. He got a taste. He got a taste of Toronto. It's like, oh, everyone in the city hates me now, even though I'm like, <laughs> I'm trying my best and I'm injured. Okay, I don't need this. But man, Wayne Simmons. I mean, he must be injured also. He literally said, "I'm here to punch guys in the face." Didn't do shit. Zero intensity the whole playoffs. Just a step behind the play. Joe Thornton. Oh, I love Jumbo. I love Jumbo, and we don't take for Jumbo back talk, but he was useless. Yeah, and I mean, you know, and that's fine. You're 41. That's fine. Like, I get it, you know? Exactly. But it's and I, like I was gym. looking at the, the the cap friendly, and I'm like, ugh. It's, it's just like, the problem is your fifth best player then becomes, your fifth best forward then becomes Kerfoot instead of a guy like Charlie Coyle or instead of a guy like, like just a, a guy who can raise the intensity. Man, they can, they did a... Joel Armia, players like Joel Armia are available, like the $3 million players, and that's what they can't get anymore because of those big contracts. Those mm-hmm. guys help you win. Mm-hmm. Joel Armia was a horse. You can't take him off the puck. He's too big. I <sighs> mean, Jake Evans did pretty well even when coming in and out of the game. And I think it's like the same thing that we're talking about because you have about four players on your team that are responsible for... I want to say close to half of your salary cap. It must be close. You know, it's um the four players. So yeah, I was just looking at it, and the three players are like fourteen point six, fourteen point one uh, percent. Yeah, fourteen point one, and then like twelve point nine percent. So yeah. you do the math there; it's like thirty eight percent just in those three players. Yeah. So with Nylander, and that's then, probably forty five. Forty five, not thirty. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly, and it's like. And you just see, I was looking at the competing, the, all the cap friendlies of the players uh, still in it, and it's like, you need that depth down the lineup. You need to pay those those $4 million, those $3 million players. Look at Andre Pilat and uh, Barkley Goudreau on Tampa Bay. Like, they, they are depth. But, I mean, then what do you say? It's like, Point obviously took a discount. Kucherov, a bit of a discount. None of those guys in Toronto well, took discounts. I mean, I mean, also, Florida, the unique luxury with Florida is because they don't pay a single cent of taxes. Like, yeah, 8 million is pretty I, much 8 million, you know? But, like, and that's I do not get fair. what you mean in the sense that, like, there really has been no effort. But, it, and that, going to that issue, that's just not fair. I mean, I <laughs> it should be, the caps should all just, like, it should be the exact same prices after taxes is what your cap should be. Like, it makes, it makes no sense that cities with higher or lower tax brackets are getting fucked honestly i think this is above our pay grade of what we know about yeah so like i we'll have to it. call in our specialist <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
but yeah, I guess going off of your point again, I mean, you're you're so right, and it's the sense that it's like you've dedicated close to forty five percent to four players, and now you've got I think they have like eleven UFAs. Zach Hyman, Alex Kerfoot, like um, these are huge yeah, guys I mean, for that team. Yeah, like who who do you think gets re-signed? Like, well, they have I to re-sign Hyman. Talk about... Hyman's priority number one. I know, but like, so so the contract Freddie's the big contract coming off. Yeah, and then uh, so then they re-sign him with that money, I guess. But then, do you not a lot of room to sign? I. I guess I would re-sign Hyman. He's fucking, he's a big boy. He's the type of player they need. They need if they had three Zach Hymans, they would have had a shot. Yeah, and that's what sucks is because you know Zach Hyman's going to be in a difficult position because you know the Leafs are going to offer him one, and then teams who have been actually smart and know the value of Zach Hyman will offer him another. And I wouldn't be surprised. Zach Hyman seems like the type of guy. He's a character guy who would probably take a hometown discount to stay How with the Leafs. How bullshit is that? That he's the one that has to take the discount yeah. after those two fucking rats up top, Matthews I mean, and Marner. I mean, their combined stats in the playoffs are it, it, it's. It's honestly, like, disgraceful, like, how much money they make for how little they've produced in important games. And this is what we're talking about with a guy like Carey Price, right? Like, this is a guy who people, I guess, count out a little bit because sometimes after you've played for as long as he has, believe it or not, 82 regular season game doesn't really get him excited anymore. And There's when he guy gets in... into the playoffs... This guy is unstoppable. When it comes down to me, even think about Game 7 when William Nylander scored that goal. I feel like the only reason he scored that goal is because Carey Price is like, well, it's 3 nothing. I don't give a shit. And then he just yeah. like... <laughs> yeah, it's like one had to squeeze through eventually. But there was one guy in my TikTok comment section, and he's saying like, uh, his name is Xavier Ouellette, and his profile picture was... Austin Matthews put through a fat filter a couple times, so his like neck was bulging out. So he says, he says Austin Matthews gonna suck, and I'm sure, I'm reading it with a French accent because I know he's a, a French man. Sure. He's like Austin Matthews gonna suck. You have no clue what you're talking about. Playing against Dano, number one center, gonna shut him down. I said, I said you're insane. Austin Matthews is obviously gonna score. You have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. Did this man know what he was talking about? Uh, Dano, Dano, shut that line down. He really did, man. Like, I remember, I think Austin Matthews was, like, going for that wraparound. Like, Dano was, like, there already. You know, he's just, like, he's positionally an excellent player. I think people obviously give Dano a hard time because he's a first-line centerman on the Montreal Canadiens, and so point production is the expectation. But what he does... I'm pretty sure he had zero points. ...is, like, pretty invaluable. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he had zero points, if not maybe one in, <laughs> in the Game 7. But, uh... Matthews gave him in the handshake line. Matthews gave him like a lengthy conversation, and I think it was just like, like man, like you, you did a good. It was mutual respect. Like you don't yep. get the respect you deserve. And uh, McKinnon on Spit and Chicklets said, "Who who's the most underrated player?" He said, "Philip Dano." Yeah, I get that because he shuts people down. He's got that French mindset. He sees sees the game different than we do. Yeah, not the same offensive production as Patrice Bergeron, so he's never going to get to that level. But, I mean, no. on the defensive end of the puck, like, it's... People are just like, he's comparable, which is incredibly impressive and so valuable. And you know that you won't have to pay him more than $4 million a year. Yeah, his, his contract's going to be super interesting because he's at a contract year this year, and I have no idea what he's going to get. 
I'm, well, that's above my pay grade. Well, that's what, like, the same thing with agents is, like, you can talk about the intangibles all you want. The GM's going to pull up the stat line and be like, you had 11 points. Like, well, that's how Mitch Marner got his contract. Like, all the intangibles aren't there, but the points are there. Yeah, it's, it's the like, opposite, right? Yeah, exactly. So it's like you could always just pull up the stats and be like, look, number – it's like – but in, in a game scenario, who would you rather have on your team? Like, Mark Stone or or Mitch Marner? Especially Who's more Especially Mark Stone has Mark Stone had fucking thirty less points than him this year. I'll take Mark Stone every day of the week. Like yeah. it's not even close. Yep, agreed. I think that I think you're. I think most people would agree with you on that. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, you know, I know that uh, I feel like we could have like a full three hour conversation about why the Leafs are terrible. One of the good things I think that we're we're happy about is that I'm pretty excited to not have to talk about them at all for at least the next few months. You know. Yeah, I mean, I, I still want to talk about them for, like, the next week once it's out of my system. Like, it <laughs> just feels so good watching them all collapse and all, like, feels so good. You know, so you, I feel like I'm, I'm still going to talk about them for, like, a week and then they'll fizzle out. You weren't the only one that actually had to eat a bit of crow. Another commentator on our TikTok was basically talking about how, you know, again, Perry scored another power play goal, to, to which I'm just kind of like, yeah, okay, they... He, he did well, and I get that. But at the same time, if you honestly believe that Winnipeg is not going to be able to handle Corey Perry in front of the net when they're on a penalty kill, I mean, come on. Uh, hey, Chris, you're a hater. Tell <laughs> I, that to I, a I, lot of teams last year that got eliminated by Dallas. Yeah. Corey Perry is a rat. He, he is. is a worm. Did you see him blow up Sandine on game I did. five? Yeah. Like, where are you going? I know. Where are you going? That's worm territory where you're skating. <laughs> I know, and, and he did great, man. Like, I mean, full credit where credit I think he, he had a great series. He He's a playoff performer. He had a great series. Big part of the reason why we won. Well, you know um, what? Coke and Yemi had a great series also. Yep, exactly. So happy so happy Gallagher got on the board. Um, Petrie had a shit series. A really, uh, I mean, I'd, it's not never going to happen, but I'd love to see him slotted out for Romanov. I mean, Do you think Romanov gets slotted in here at some point um, during this Winnipeg series? Maybe. I think so. I think there's going to be more banged up players and Romanov brings a more physical game, which I think could be helpful against the Jets, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think about... Fuck, what was I going to say? So yeah. do we want to preview this series? Yeah, uh, but before we do, I just like I want to say the same thing where it really was just like, you know, that's the veteran that Toronto could have gotten. You know, and that's the veteran that you needed. That's the type of oh. playoff. Pr- I don't think like you don't win series like that without having people like that on your team. That's what I will give credit to Corey Perry for. Is that man? That's like, that's like just a guy and poor Duvas. He's not a hockey mind. He's a numbers mind. He sees Joe and he sees a big grand pimp and he's like, this guy's gonna help the locker room, but. It doesn't work like that. It's not that. It's not that simple. Yeah. You need a man who's gonna like bring the intensity actually on the ice. You also have to contribute. Yeah, like. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no. We can uh, talk about a couple things. So, a couple big events tonight. But number one thing we want to preview because it's a quick turnaround, isn't it? So we've got the Montreal Canadiens playing the Winnipeg Jets. Game one is tonight, and I mean, I think we're all very. I, we're not in a position to obviously discount any team at this point in time, but. I feel like from a matchup standpoint, Winnipeg matches up much better than Toronto could against them. Because the one advantage that Montreal had over Toronto, they no longer have with the Winnipeg Jets. 
and that's a goalie that's obviously better. Ooh. Carey Price has been unstoppable, yeah. And then uh, Hellebuck, arguably the best goalie in the world right now. This, this is going to be a goaltender matchup. And it's like the same type of preview, right? Like Carey Price just spent all this time stopping Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner. Hellebuck spent all that time stopping Dreisaitl and McDavid. These are four high, high-tempo offensive yeah. players, right? Like, I wanted to get back to that. Carey Price, and I'm going to knock on wood so it doesn't go away. Mm-hmm. That is the most dominant performance i've seen from him since 2014 that cup run like he was the only way someone was gonna stop him was fucking skates first slide tackle and i'm just so happy that they weren't all garbage rap pieces of shit like chris Kreider, <laughs> and they didn't actually do it because he like well, that gets the in first your round, head. they didn't know they didn't know how to beat him yeah. i mean i was talking about toronto specifically like because yeah. Uh, yeah like they don't have anyone with the guts to do it i dare you felino yeah, I mean, and it's like you said, right? Like, the moment that they didn't get a goal in the first 10 minutes of Game 7, like, I think, what do they have? Like, they're peppering him consistently. Like, yeah, this is... Carey Price is just a guy who it is just, like, this is... he's Is he probably going to be, like, the best goalie in, like, a regular season game? No, probably not. Like, he has, like... It's a grind, right, at that age. But when you're in the playoffs and you just, like, it's a one game, I mean, there's not a lot of goaltenders I would want before him. For like a game yeah. seven. He's got that game seven mentality and you can't teach that. Yeah. Yep. And yep. I've said it before, I'll say it again. He's a hunk. The guy's a super hunk. One of the hunkiest guys in the league. He has it all. I mean, I don't see it, but I think that's just your type, you know, like I get you don't... it. I mean ugh. I'm maxing out on my audacity volume here. I'm I I wanna refrain myself from yelling. You don't think he's like a top five hottie in the league? Um, I, d- I don't I don't know. I'll have to, like, look it over again. I just feel like any more? You're a fucking goof. He's like wine. He's just getting better oh, with age, Chris. I think you're just a fan of Silver Foxes, man. Like, I think that's just, like... He's not silver yet. Well, He's the, still tall, man, dark, and handsome. The man for sure dyes his hair. We're gonna do something, like, a little bit like that. Don't spread this. <laughs> don't make him get insecure like Jose Theodore and get the hair. <laughs> <laughs> hair drug <laughs> that's what i'm trying to think right like you know you've seen it before with montreal goaltenders right oh, man. i mean you gotta appearance Kay. appearance matters in la belle provence i think you know that oh absolutely because yeah. he's a heartthrob yeah. um what so what do we think is going to happen on this series chris do uh, you want to give our predictions i mean it's in two hours from now the game yeah Not even that's what i mean hour so and a half we gotta we gotta get this uh talked about i mean i think for the most part i i don't want to obviously say like i don't want to go the same route that i did with the leafs where it'd be like obviously the jets are gonna win i think i'm confident simply because i think the jets just have more weapons i think that they've proven that they can actually advance in the playoffs like i think that they've shown that they can win a playoff series and like advance further i mean their goal it's just hard because i think what makes it the most challenging for the Montreal Canadiens, and I know I've said it before, where it's just like you can align with the fact that like Winnipeg probably has more offensive weapons, and you can kind of agree with the fact that like a top six for Winnipeg is a comparable or even slightly better than the top six that Montreal has. But the one advantage that Montreal would have over almost any other team would be goaltending. And I think the reason that they will lose is not because that I think Connor Hellebuck is better than Carey Price, but I think neither goaltender is any liability in any sort of way, and they'll just wash each other out. 
Man, Hellebuck's... It, this is mano y mano. Yeah. This is not stopping a couple saves in the regular season. This is a duel between the two. Yep. And they're going to both be aware of that. You think Carey Price is afraid of this little bitch going <laughs> coming for the crown? He's not. I'm saying Habs in seven. This is not the team that's going to take us out. I mean, maybe. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. But Oof. I said Habs in seven last time, and it happened. I prayed it to the Lord Jesus Christ, my Savior. He walks with me through sunshine and darkness. And guess what? He delivered. Just kidding. <laughs> Not a religious podcast. <laughs> I will but again I just, say you did. We beat Toronto. Toronto is the best team in the North. We beat them already. Why can't we beat Winnipeg? Because Toronto, they, I, I had a funny comparison where I don't know who said it, but I remember it stuck with me a lot. Toronto's the new San Jose. I don't give a shit what you do in the regular season. You know, like, you, you've consistently failed in the playoffs. You've consistently haven't shown up when you were supposed to, right? Dude, Tur- San Jose won a couple rounds. <laughs> yeah, tur- yeah, I was going to say Toronto more so than San Jose, but still, right? San Jose got to a cup final even. Oh, yeah, that's true. But you know what I mean? It's just kind of like, we're not impressed with what you do in the regular season anymore. Think about Edmonton finishing second, right? Yeah. So that's the thing. They they exposed the weakness, the superstar weakness. Is the it's the fact that if you rely all your scoring on a couple players, guess what? During playoff time, you can dedicate one player, and it's his only goal is to shut that guy down. He'll take a couple penalties on him, but they won't get called. He'll like you see what they do with with McDavid is they they stop him before he gets his speed. They start like interfering with him before he can get his speed. So he just can't like he can't get to his full acceleration, and that. Are they penalties? Yes. Are they going to get called? Probably not. Yeah. So the thing with the Habs is nobody's good. Who are you going to guard? <laughs> we're, all, we're all equally average. Yeah, that's so funny. Like, just when you think you got to cover Jake Evans, boom, Paul Byron right there. <laughs> <laughs> we're everywhere, man. We're coming for you. <laughs> oh, is that Arturi Lekkonen coming down the way? I think what I will say is, like, what I think the most positive part about, I think, being a Montreal Canadiens fan, especially in this playoffs, I mean, ev- I think everyone's got to be excited for Caulfield and Suzuki together. That's a pretty cool to see. You haven't seen that in a little while with the Canadians. Like, two pretty offensively gifted players, right? A guy like Gallagher could slide in that line pretty nicely as well. Like, I know Deno is, like, the, the centerman and, you know, Gallagher's a winger too. But it's like, you know, Deno just having that defensive prowess with Suzuki and Caulfield maybe on the wings. That's always, like, a fun – that's always a fun line to see. Yeah, I mean, Suzuki's a center most of the time. But I it is, like – it's just a dream. It's like what you do on the be a GM mode. You put all the young kids together, and you're like, oh, this is fun. This is That's literally my... what the fucking Leafs did, which they should. Yeah. You know what I mean? When they had Game 7, they put Marner, Matthews, and uh, Nylander on the it same was high line. Man. Yeah, did but they? Did yeah, they end up well, putting I mean, Nylander? They ended up trying to put Nylander on the line a couple times. And it's the same thing, right? Where it's really just like, man, like, what are you going to do when they they play for 45 seconds? And then what? And then they're on the bench, and then you're putting who out. Yeah, and but. we can't discredit the, the, Tavares was a huge loss in the Leafs' defense because mm-hmm. they normally do have that one-two punch there. But uh, back on back on the uh, Winnipeg Jets, I would Kyle say Connor's before though, score. Okay. they won three games after Tavares lost. True, true. But anyways, yeah, you go Winnipeg, Winnipeg, and Winnipeg, Montreal. 
Kyle Connor is a fucking scoring machine, and he yes. every t- every game I watch the Winnipeg Jets, he seems to score, and a lot of that was against Carey Price and Jake Allen. Mostly against Jake Allen, honestly, I think. But mm-hmm. this kid knows how to score on the Montreal Canadiens. I am terrified of Kyle Connor. I don't like when he's on the ice. Nick Ehlers, too, man. Like, this guy's come Nick back. Nick Ehlers is fast, but I think Habs can shut him down. Don't want to eat my words there. Kyle Connor, we never seem to be able to shut down for whatever reason. He gets his opportunities. He gets his open looks. And he fucking makes the most of them. Yeah, with Nick Ehlers and especially a guy like Nick Ehlers for me, like he reminds me of a guy like who would fit in very nice, who has like a style of play to a lot of Montreal Canadiens players, except he's just far more talented than a lot of them. <laughs> like that's pretty much Yeah, which might he can make like fit into a system a but just standpoint. be better but just be better at hockey. I know I know what you mean. Um but yeah, I'm saying Habs and 7, the the goaltender matchup Price is on a different level. This is this is not regular Price. This mm-hmm. is 2014 Price we're seeing. Don't want to jinx it. I know it's only one series, but a lot can be said about that one series. That was that was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Hellebuck is gonna be have his hands full in this goaltender matchup. Yeah, I mean, it's always hard to say because I think we talked about it, right? I think. Winnipeg's going to dominate possession, but at the same time, when you're a goalie that's as good as Carey Price or Connor Hellebuck, I think we talked about it a couple weeks ago, you want to be in the action. You're better when you're making all those saves, right? And that is the fear, right, when you have a guy like Connor Hellebuck, who, with a team that's better, probably, you won't get... You you might not be getting shots. You might not see a shot until, like, five minutes into the first period. You might not see a shot for six, seven minutes, right? And that is how Montreal capitalizes, right? Yeah, that's true. They hit you um, not very often, but when they do, they come to score. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I mean, they had to pull all the rabbits out of their hat to beat Toronto. Their power play had to do something, so that was, like... I mean, that's exhausted pretty much every option. That's the thing. They beat Toronto, man. Toronto is a better team than Winnipeg. Like, there's just... There's no denying... Just from from the ground up, Toronto is a better team than Winnipeg. Well, Toronto is a better team than like quite a large majority of the NHL if you're looking at it on paper. Yeah. But like Yeah, a lot of people can say Leafs choked, but I say Habs shut them down. I, Carey Price shut them down. Yeah. I know that you're a Habs one. I'm obviously more of a Leafs lost type of person, but like Yeah, that's fair. You know, it, it is uh I would say, I'm, I'm going to say Winnipeg in six. I think the turnaround might be a challenge for the Habs. I think that that's going to be something that really just kind of affects them fairly negatively in terms of how they're going to be able to rehabilitate any specific injuries, how they're going to be able to kind of like keep pace with Winnipeg is a concern for mine. But, you know, I'm excited to see. I'm very excited to see game one. I love the fact that it's a short turnaround. Um... But yeah, I'm still taking Winnipeg in six. That's my prediction. Wrong. <laughs> did you hear that? I did. That was good. Oh, get um, it. I think what's like so Once funny it... is that it's just like we're debating a series that is not going to matter anyways. Because I think we've talked about this like off air. But every other playoff series, there are teams that are better than both of the teams playing in the North Division. Oh no! I'm I'm saying I'm picking Montreal for this series, and then 
whoever they play in the next series and picking the other team. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, it's either going to be Boston, the Islanders, Carolina, or Tampa Bay. And it's just kind of like, oh my god. One sec, my soundboard's not working. It's really upsetting me. I got one good wrong in there. By, uh... Well, you heard it. Well, this while, is Donald Trump saying wrong. Well, it's while, not going to be fixed. While you're fixing it, uh, some of you might not remember this. This isn't actually a podcast exclusively for the Montreal Canadiens. There is another team that we like, and that is the Vancouver Canucks. And I know that we don't need to talk about them too much because they haven't been playing for a couple months because they've been out of the playoffs. But tonight is also the draft night. I'm very, very excited. I do think that, you know what, we're ninth. We've had a really bad year. I think that whatever level of karma, whatever level of retribution, I'm not asking for the number one overall pick. I'm asking for a top three so we can get a good defenseman. That's happening tonight. I'm very excited. Vancouver is going to make something happen. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm always excited. I love getting to see prospects develop. I think it'll be really interesting. And uh, <sighs> let's just hope Vancouver does something. I mean, I'm excited. But, you know, a ninth overall pick... You know, they just kept winning games against Calgary in the final end of the season, and they didn't feel like finishing fourth. They just felt like finishing ninth in the draft lottery odds, which is where they always finish. Who uh, who do you think they pick? Didn't they get Pud Coles in yeah, last year? and he's going to be playing uh, this coming year. I'm very excited to see him. He's a guy that I think people are expecting because he's that high of a pick to produce points-wise. I think his ceiling is a 25 and 25, 25 goals, 25 assists. He looks like a beast. But he's a competitor. He looks like a beast yeah. in World Juniors. He'll hit people. Yeah, exactly. He's a leader. He's one of those guys, he doesn't have, like, I, I think it's gone, this sort of, like, Russian factor. I don't think it's there as much anymore as it was maybe like 10 years ago yeah but this guy is a like as a leader he works hard like this guy's gonna want to come in he's like the, he has that mentality of cory perry almost like already he's like whatever it takes to win that is what i want to do that's what right? you that's what you gotta draft especially if you get that that uh mix up the combination of that and the skills that he has that's yeah. i mean you it's gonna be a good player it's gonna be an nhl player at the least I don't see any possibility of him not panning out to be at least a, like a serviceable NHL player. I'm excited yeah. to see what he can do. Uh, it also really helps that he's like 6'3", 200 plus pounds. I mean, that's always just like a healthy little that does benefit. Help. That's know. like as tall as I am and as strong as I am. <laughs> yeah, that's why you uh, felt so bad for Mitch Marner is because you're so big and tall and, you know. <laughs> he's a little guy. <laughs> you didn't guy. sympathize with him at all? <laughs> We're both little guys. Don't be mean to us. Um, Jimmy, have you been watching all the other series? Have you been seeing some stuff that you've... I mean, like, man, everyone seems really good. Yeah. You know, left over. That's not in the North Division. Man, Vegas and... Uh, Vegas got their ass kicked by... I've never uh, seen that happen before. The Colorado Avalanche. So I don't know how much... How even those two teams are. But, I mean, we've talked about it last time. Carolina and Tampa Bay. They're, that could be a cup final. Like, and... Yeah. Uh, that that game one was so so close, and then that goalie I can't remember his name right now. It's not Mazarek Mrazek or uh, Alex Nedeljkovic. Nedeljkovic let lets that soft one in, kind of like where he kind of tripped. Yeah. That's a tough one because he played so good leading up to that, and uh, yeah. that that team almost deserved the win, but nothing nothing is guaranteed in these crazy playoffs. 
and it's a it's a two nothing hole, and that's what the hardest thing is, right? Because now they're in a two nothing hole against Tampa, and it isn't to say that I don't think Carolina is a good enough team to win four games. I'm just saying I don't think that Tampa Bay is bad enough to lose four games. You know what I mean? Like, no, Tampa Bay is is destined for the finals. It looks like right now. So I, mean, do, I feel like we talk you, about them every podcast, but they're just like they're just too incredible. Good. And we, I said this like four episodes ago so like a month ago is Brayden Point not like the most underrated player in the world like we did talk about this and yeah like especially like a year or two ago I think like pre you got to think about his stock like pre-bubble like pre-covid amazing unbelievable you still don't hear enough about him he fucking is dominant and a little guy when the little guys can dominate they've got a soft spot for me I might even buy a jersey no I won't but um he great player Good Calgarian boy. Yeah, I know. I did know that. Um, yeah, so I've been watching that series. Haven't watched the Bruins Islanders one. I just the Islanders are fucking boring to watch. I mean, I get it, and I think it's I one just one, don't hey? watch. Yeah, and I don't watch the Bruins out of spite, obviously, until I have to. Um, yeah. But I know they're obviously just like fucking incredible. Like I mean, I was just on their cap season. friendly the other day. Guess, do you know who the highest paid player on that team is? Oh god, it's probably not anyone out. Is it Pasternak? Nope. I thought it would be Pasternak because he's the newest contract. Um, uh, is it Brad Marsh? Is it Brad Marsh? No, nope. I don't think no, it's Bergeron it's, it's, either. He it's no one you would think. Yeah, it's no one you would think. Charlie McAvoy? No, it's Krejci. It's David Krejci? Krejci's getting 7.25. I had no idea. And the next guy's like seven million and like yeah the the perfection line is is all like 6.8 oh man that is that's a that's an organization that's an organization i don't get how they do it like how do they teach like how do you tell pasternak to sign this deal i don't get how you do that he was pretty fucking good (laughs) it's probably one of those things where the difference between the boston negotiations and the leafs negotiations the leafs negotiations is if you stay We'll give you this. The Bruins are just like, this is what you're getting, and we'll virtually almost guarantee you a cup final point. Yeah. Take it or leave it, but this is the agreement. Exactly. Uh, and Toronto just is the furthest thing from having that bargaining chip. Yeah. And it was like the same thing, because I guess they didn't even need to do it, right? Like, you think about guys like Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner. These are like purposeful picks, you know what I mean, that you know is going to create something tangible. Pasternak was like a 24th, I think 27th overall. A low 24th, first rounder. Yeah. But that's not a that's not a guarantee to be a good NHL player. Once you saw his first couple games, when the I, first time I saw him play, he sniped on Montreal, I think, and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> How did they just get these guys? I mean, and it's the same thing when you look at this. I, I think um, you can correct me. If, I, I don't know. There's like Landeskog, McKinnon, Rantanen can compete with them, but like Bergeron, Posternock, Marshan line. I, still the best line in the NHL? Is there any is there any line that's better, do you think? The McKinnon line right now is probably better. Oh, yeah, I guess. I mean, I think, yeah, they both have good matchups. And, I mean, like I said, Colorado just absolutely shellacked the Vegas goal. It was Robin Leonard's first game. They're not going to play him again for the rest of the series. Fleury's coming back. Um, yeah. Nathan McKinnon looks like a beast. I've heard rumbles that um, people are starting to say Nathan McKinnon might be considered the best hockey player in the world 
He does it yeah. on both sides of the of the regular season and the playoffs. He brings it every time. Oh, Do you remember him yeah. against Calgary or two years ago? <laughs> yep. Literally, Giordano's quote was like, man, I was not ready to handle Nathan McKinnon that series. Like, Nathan McKinnon was an animal. Yeah. You remember that one fly-by overtime goal that he scored? Where it's basically just like they didn't even look like they were defensemen in front of him? He literally yeah. just kind of like... <laughs> you know, it was like that epic through. movie. Um, did you ever see the movie Clock Stoppers? It came out in like 2004. <laughs> Chris? Chris Man? No. <laughs> did you ever see that movie? No. Oh. I think you might have cut out there for a bit. But um, anyways, the Clock Stoppers would go so fast that everyone else would... <laughs> It shouldn't have been called clock stoppers. It should have been called yeah. time speeder uppers. And everyone else looks yeah. so slow. Terrible movie. Don't watch it. <laughs> I was uh, I was distracted because I was looking it up. Because again, it's another thing that I want to see. Uh, so Nathan McKinnon, yeah, like the debate about him being like it's arguable that he's either number one or number two, right? I mean, yeah. McDavid. I don't know. I I still think he is number one, and I think Nathan McKinnon is like the defined number two. But regardless. It's the same thing, right? Edmonton's paying McDavid $12 million, I think, pretty close. Nathan McKinnon, for the next three years, his cap hit is $6.3 million. I know, and it's just like, you're paying him. He just he peaked at the wrong time for his contract negotiations, but the right time for the organization. Well, like, I mean, you got to think that when he's when this contract is up, this boy is getting paid. Oh, if he keeps it up, he's getting, yeah, plus it's going to be double digits. Yeah, he's he, worthy of a double-digit contract. If he can keep it up, he's, yeah, so, yeah, he's the one, you mentioned that earlier, no one in the next five years, he's the one exception to that. Mm-hmm. Um, Seth Jones is not coming back to Columbus. Yeah, he's exploring free agency, but, I mean, everyone knows, obviously, what that means, right? He's like, yeah, it I means, mean, why, but it's like, why would you? Why would you, you better trade him Columbus? now? Matt, yeah. and they were... I heard people talking like, oh, maybe it's that GM. It's like, no, it's the fucking city of Columbus. If you're a millionaire, you don't want to live in Columbus, Ohio. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, yeah, it's, it, that's what I mean. It's like you can look at guys who are just like, I can live with being like a bottom feeding team, but living in L.A. Yeah. Right? Like, I, I will not accept living in Ohio and being like 28th. I know. It's just not happening. These poor, poor millionaires. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, they got to go places, right? Like, it's yeah. it's not, like, quite like the NBA or anything like that where everyone's just, like, destination shopping, but it is just, like, a bummer. No, I, w- I would do the same. Happen. There's no fucking way. If I'm, if I'm what I was supposed to be before I hurt my knee before the big draft and I really panned out, then I would have been fucking, like, Hey, you better show me what's up in this city. You better show me a good time before I sign here. But then I had that knee injury, as we all know. You blew it out. You blew your knee out, as everyone knows. Right before draft day, my draft stock fell to zero. Damn. So those are my credentials. Yeah. It was like a movie scene almost, where like the doctor like looked at his knee and then looked at his parents and just shook his head. Yeah, and then it cuts to the, the draft and me being sad. Yeah. Just you and your gitch with a bottle of Jack watching it on TV. Yeah. And then uh, then I started this podcast and started making TikToks, and I found her new passion. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, and who needs to play? Well. 
I made a banger of a TikTok, that price one. Mm-hmm. 400,000 views, baby. 400,000. Woo! Anyways, Chris, we're dragging on. Do we have anything else to talk yeah. about? I don't think we're... I think the only thing that I want to mention finally is... Uh, James, where can people find us? At Line Brawl Pod on TikTok. I'm coming out with fire content whenever yes. I feel like posting, but that's almost like once or... It's probably like five times a week. Man's keeping it consistent. I'm consistent as they come. Um... I mean, Habs, Habs are a great team. They took down the beast that is Toronto. They shut up all the stupid Toronto media. Did you see Craig Button, his call? Oh, what is this, the laugh hour? I don't think Habs are going to win one. Shut the fuck up, Craig Button. <laughs> you look stupid now. And uh, Habs shut them all down. Silence the haters like we always do. Chris, do you have anything else? Uh, let's see if they can uh, silence the haters again tonight. Game one, Jets Habs. Very excited about an hour away. Uh, I don't see it, but I hope they do. Fuck, I'm gonna say instead of Habs and seven, Habs and six. Fuck you, Chris. Oh jeez. Okay. Okay. That's you've heard it very first. And before before I have to re- return back to the archives to find what your thing is, I'm gonna say now. He said. The Habs and six, and I said the Jets and six. I don't want you changing your answer again. I changed it before puck drop last time, so that's oh, I fair. I swear to God, I changed it before All puck right. drop of game one. I'll fucking go in the archives and shove it in your face. All right, well, we're already over time, so I won't make you swear to our Lord and Savior who walks with us. <laughs> <laughs> He's been mentioned enough in this podcast. <laughs> Uh, all right, Jimmy. Well, I mean, we got to watch the game, so we got to go. But yeah. as per usual, this has been the Line Brawl Podcast with Chris Smith and Jimmy G, All Eyes on Me, Gantis. You can find us on Spotify, Line Brawl Pod, TikTok, at Line Brawl Pod. And yeah, I hope wherever Wherever we're posted. Uh, yeah. Apple Apple posts our shit, but a couple days late. So listen to us on Spotify. It's better. You get yeah, the hot hip happening news. Yeah. Anyways... Everyone enjoy. Have a good night. Have a good evening, day, whenever you're listening. Bye. Bye.